catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's try some burn off. Run right through the back of him. Run right through the middle and out the back. What's known in football terms as a slam dunk. Baby, you're a Daytime Fireworks, I am your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as always, Mr. David Brant of the Associated Press. If you can tell, my apologies, slightly under the weather, as uh, I've returned from Atlanta, the Peach Bowl, Ole Miss, 11 wins for the first time ever. David, I would say handedly defeated Penn State. Uh, the score was not indicative of how that one went and uh, how it felt in the building. But welcome in. Good morning. And uh, what were your first first takeaways once the clock hit zero there? Good morning. Glad you're glad you're doing a little better. You sound like you had fun <laughs> in Atlanta, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that you know the. Uh, the game went a lot like you just said, like Ole Miss controlled that game from the outset. You know, they take a 10 to three lead in the first quarter and then Penn state ties it. You know, it kind of goes back and forth. It's 20 to 10 late in the, it it was a little back and forth in that first half, you know, two solid teams and then Ole Miss pulls away in the third quarter and it just kind of handles their business. I thought it was, I, I thought, you know, at times we have, you know, just like anybody, we nail our predictions. We don't nail our predictions. But I, I think we had this peach bowl kind of nailed. Penn State was locked into its, you know, it was going to score 20-something points. It's whether the the Rebels could do their thing on offense or not, and they could. And, mm-hmm. you know, Jackson Dart played a really nice game. Caden Prescorn obviously had his best game of the year. Really happy for him. Um, you know, Quinshawn Junkins did everything. You know, offensively, they just did everything they wanted to do, and they beat a really good team. So, um, great win for Ole Miss, getting to 11 for the season. A lot to be excited about. Yeah, it was um, the first couple of series, I think most Ole Miss fans would tell you they were a little nervous. Um, that Penn State front seven was was active. They were aggressive. They were getting after Ole Miss. Uh, but but credit to Ole Miss and the offensive staff. They made those adjustments, and especially at halftime, too, with the defensive staff being able to make some adjustments, slowing down the run game for Penn State. Early on, it looked it looked as if uh, Singleton and Allen were going to be able to kind of 
do whatever they please running the football. But, um, yeah, I think Pete Golding, Randall Joyner, uh, the rest of that staff did a nice job up front to slow down the run game and kind of confuse and, and rattle Drew Aller. You know, hey, we told – we said on the show, or at least I said that that I thought that he would make a costly turnover or throw a costly pick that would kind of sway things, and uh, he did. He, he threw up a duck, and and Ole Miss made him pay. I'll say this, David: it, Penn State is lucky that the Pac-12 officiating crew kind of lost their marbles early. Ole Miss got screwed on two free plays, one which ended in a touchdown. The other, which would have in, uh, which would have made it a first down in in the red zone, to where Ole Miss could have extended the lead even more. Um, so yeah, I, I thought the score, you know, yeah, Penn State gets a late garbage touchdown, but it, it could have been much worse. Oh yeah, I mean, Ole Miss controlled this game, and that's what I, you know. I, Penn State, we had talked about how their schedule was a little bit soft and outside of, you know, they, they had played Ohio State and Michigan tough, but they really didn't have – that's still a, a pretty good football team. And they were a little limited offensively, but like you said, the front seven could really get after it. I think that was kind of a hallmark of the Big Ten this year. You saw how Michigan's front seven really got after Alabama a little bit. A lot of good defense being played in that league. But mm-hmm. but like you said, Ole Miss made some adjustments and, and was able to, to kind of do its thing, particularly after the first couple of quarters. So um, I – this one went about as well as possible for, for Ole yeah. Miss. Cause I think, you know, I, I do think there were, you know, like Georgia and Florida state, Florida state had what, like 40 guys opt out. I mean, not that yeah. many, but a lot, but you know, Penn state had a couple, but that was pretty much the Penn state team that had been around all year. So you get a good win over a quality op- opponent, really build some momentum heading into 2024. Um, you get that eleventh win, you know, for the for the history's sake and everything. There's there's not a lot to complain about from that game. I I thought um, at least I think indicative of how the Penn State fans were acting inside the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Um, I, early on, very vocal, very confident. I think. Uh, Things probably, and look, he's a super talented guy, so I'm not saying this is the reason why things shifted, but it certainly was a, was a catalyst. But Olu Fashanu, the All-American left tackle for Penn State. I, David, I, I'll have to go back and look. I think he played the first quarter and then sat out. He might have played some in the second quarter. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he didn't play the entire game. And I, I thought that, there was a significant shift in pressure forced by Ole Miss. Um, TJ Dudley, the Clemson transfer that was that arrived after the deadline, he was eligible. He was extremely active off the edge um, for Ole Miss. And then Jared Ivey, JJ Pegues, uh, Isaac Ukwu, um, Aquilo Stone. I mean, the, the whole group kind of had a field day uh, getting after Aller. I thought that that was probably the biggest key for me and in, in, in how the game kind of kind of took a took a turn. I know a lot will be made about the offense and for good reason. Jackson Dart was pretty damn good. Um, now the completion percentage, or I guess the, the 
you know, the, the 25 for 40 is not exactly, you know, an A plus outing, but 379, three touchdowns. And um, <clears throat> he also ran for a touchdown. I thought that he was as effective as he's been all year. And like you said, Caden Priestcorn, I mean, just what can you say about that dude after the year he's had, the injuries, and, you know, caps it off, offensive MVP, two scores. I mean, somebody texted me during the game, and I I can't remember who it was, so forgive me if you're out there listening and you're you're yelling at your your, your phone or your car radio, but somebody said that Lane Kiffin was using Priest Corn like he used O.J. Howard in that national championship game. And, you know, while I was sitting in the stadium and I read the text, I was like, damn, like that's pretty good pull there because, yeah, O.J. Howard was running wheel routes all over the place and Priest Corn was doing the same thing. And then, oh, oh, by the way, Trey Harris has seven catches for 134. And, David, those two guys are coming back in 2024. So just a, I mean, could you could you have written a, a better ending to the season for Ole Miss? No, I mean, like like I said before, not really. I mean, everything, you know, everybody stayed relatively healthy. Um, you get a big win over a name program, and all, a lot of the guys who played well are coming back. I mean, there's, there's just a lot. I mean, I understand, you know, you almost hate to get out over your skis. You almost hate to get too excited about it. But Ole Miss is going to have a lot of hype in 2024, and, and rightfully so. They, they've shown a lot these last few weeks. I saw a, uh, a a piece earlier today from Pro Football Focus. Max Chadwick did a uh, kind of a look at Ole Miss, and he compared them to this year's Florida State team and kind of what they have coming back, you know, kind of talent at every level. Uh, you got the quarterback back. It's expected that Quinjon Judkins is back. He hasn't made a formal, you know, official announcement, but all signs point to him returning. And then, like I said, Caden Priestcorn, Trey Harris, Jordan Watkins, all return. Uh, and then you add in Deion Smith, Juice Wells. Uh, and then we haven't even gotten to the defensive guys. But, yeah, I, I think that that comparison of Ole Miss 2024 to Florida State 2023 is is not the worst thing. And look, people are already saying it. You you hope that it doesn't end the way it ended for Florida State, obviously. Um but yeah, it does kind of set up where everything is kind of there for the taking. I know last year when when the news came out that that Jared Verse was coming back to Florida State instead of going pro, and that was a big domino. Ole Miss has gotten like five or six dominoes. I mean, just Jackson Dart, Quinshawn Judkins, all the receivers tied in. Then you add in Walter Nolan, the number one overall prospect in the portal. You add Prince Uman Mielin, Tyler Barron. Uh, Pooh Paul, Tamari McDonald, Taz Nicholson, you know, Louis, it, the list goes on and on of, of, of who they're, of who the staff is bringing in. I mean, just, we've already, we, we've already done the, you know, oh, the hype for 2024 is real. We, I think everybody is acknowledging that. And look, I, this is an Ole Miss podcast. So we're going to, we're going to stoke the flame a little bit, but I mean, how, how high is the ceiling for Ole Miss next year? I mean, how I mean, best case scenario, what do you expect from Ole Miss? If everybody stays healthy, they win the games they're supposed to win and maybe win one they're not supposed to. I mean, is this a true eleven and one type team? Well, I think 
I mean, I'm not going to get like too crazy about this, but the best case is I do think this team has put itself in a talent level that a national championship is on the, you know, is realistic to at least talk Mm -hmm. about it and acknowledge. Obviously, a lot of things would have to go this way, which they have to for any team that wins a national championship. But you've got to, to me, it's just raised the floor of what Ole Miss is expected to do next year. I mean, you've got to say at this point that if they don't make the playoff, it's going to be a huge disappointment for the fan base. So, I mean, like, you know, they, they put themselves in position where they expect to be a top 12 team next year, obviously. And, and what all that entails, obviously is you're one of the top three or four, at least in the sec. Um, You're a team that's going to go 11 and one during the regular season, something like that. That's, kind of on the table. So, so yeah, I mean, to me, it's not so much. I, I think Ole Miss, you can dream about the national championship. I, I think they've got about as realistic of a shot as, you know, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I think each year there's probably 10 or 15 teams that have, like, that can at least talk about it with a straight face. And I think Ole Miss is in that discussion. We'll see. I mean, injuries play a factor. You talk about what happened with Florida State. There's all kinds of things. But uh, mm-hmm. to me, it just – the last few weeks, the momentum they've built has really raised the floor of this team as far as what's expected. It, it just feels like it, it's it's playoffs or bust, and that could be a great thing, those expectations, or they can kind of crush a team. I, I, I know, realize, you know, my heyday covering Ole Miss was that 2007 to probably 2017 range and everything. And so I go back to, you know, when Jevin Steed was coming back and all that hype was – on Ole Miss, and they they didn't mm-hmm. handle it particularly well. Obviously, they go to Williams Bryce in South Carolina, they lose, and and they end up still having a pretty good year, but it just never materialized into what they hoped for. So, I, I mean, I think that's sort of a lesson to learn from. But I also think that this program is just in a different spot than it was back then. It was still, you know, just just saying the words Ole Miss top ten just didn't feel right back then, and and I think it's a lot more comfortable for the fan base, for the players, for Wayne Kiffin. You know, back then it was it was Houston Nutt, and I, I think Houston Nutt has a lot of great qualities, but he, you know, he just never seemed super confident as a front runner. And, mm-hmm. and I think Wayne Kiffin is going, you know, life as the front runner, life as, you know, yeah. Houston Nutt, I, I always thought, played the undercard very well, the underdog, like all that stuff. He was really yeah. good at, you know, kind of rolling the dice, the riverboat gambler type thing. That was just Houston nuts in Mo. That's where he was most comfortable. I, I think Lane Kiffin understands, and one of the great things about his time at Alabama is that he was around a program that had those crushing expectations all the time and, and still handled them easily, perfectly, like they do just about every year the past 10 or 15 years. So I, I think that Lane Kiffin has instilled that kind of steadiness, that arrogance is not the right word, but, but confidence that this is a top 10 team that belongs in the top 10, you know, the expectations aren't going to weigh down this team, at least I think so. So anyway, that's the most interesting thing to me to see, because I've, I've seen this happen for Ole Miss coming with all this hype and then it kind of, you know, dissipate and the whole year was kind of a, I don't want to say a slog, but it just always felt like they weren't quite as good as they should be. So I hope, I hope Ole Miss, for their sake, can avoid that that same fate. 
The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Cisco Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449 and get your free quote today. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at BluffCityAdvisory.com. We talk a lot about earning the respect and, and earning your place at the table. And we we talked about that on our Hit That Line show last week. Uh, my colleagues, Ben, uh, ben Woodhouse and Austin Gray, we were discussing the game before we handicapped it. And that's, I, I think it was Ben that said it, you know, like, hey, Ole Miss has earned this. Like, Ole Miss earned, you know, its spot to be in a New Year's Six, to be in the same conversation as Penn State, which is a, you know, a, a marquee program. It's a blue blood. Um, and, and I'll, I'll say this, David, I don't think it's all Lane Kiffin anymore. Like Lane Kiffin is the head coach. He is a big reason why Ole Miss is where it's at, but it's not just the cachet of, you know, Oh, well it's Lane Kiffin. Like he's the, you know, like Ole Miss has built a brand around Lane Kiffin, but the, the university, the program, the athletic department. I mean, it, it is swimming in some deep waters now, but it, but it's not a, you know, Hey, we need a flotation device out here. We're, we're, we're kind of keeping our head on a swivel. I think Ole Miss is confidently swimming in those waters now. 
And I think that it's it's not a fluke. And I anticipate, yeah, I do think it is playoff or bust next year because of not only what is returning, but I don't think the expectations you know, are that crazy. Uh, I mean, I don't think Kiffin's going to shy away from that. I don't think Jackson Dart will shy away from it. I don't think anybody on that roster will will shy away from the big time. And, you know, I, I think that's pretty evident with the way Ole Miss dominated Penn State in that game. Um, I, I thought it was probably the best called offensive game all year for Ole Miss. I thought Kiffin and, and Charlie Weiss Jr. were – I mean, just like a master class of, I mean, some of the play calls were, were just, you know, it was watching the game, you know, just kind of laughing. I mean, uh, like a fourth and short and they run a, they run a speed option to the boundary to get the first down. They have the wheel route to Brees Corn. Um, Dart probably had his best downfield throwing game of the season. Back shoulder throws to, to Trey Harris. He hit Dayton Wade on a big seam route. Um, I mean, some of the, I mean, David, the, the, the reverse pass to Dart was, was pretty great. Um, yeah, that was a good uh, one. I mean, it just, I don't know. I, I don't think it's fluky anymore. I think Ole Miss has legitimately earned a place at the table and top five, you know, preseason top five Ole Miss isn't crazy to say. No, no, absolutely. And I was kind of looking at the the teams, and I think Ole Miss will be right around there, maybe a little lower, like six or seven, but they're going to be yeah, they're going to be right there in the top five, top ten, and it's going to be the discussion. And you brought up a good point. I re- I really I, I'm not around as much, obviously, day to day as I used to be, but you know, Keith Carter and the athletic department does deserve a lot of credit for providing the environment for Lane Kiffin to do his thing. I remember, you know, when Ross Bjork left for Texas A&M and, you know, the, the AD search was going on, I, I, I will pat myself on the back. I was like, I think Keith Carter's going to keep that job. I, I think he's really good. And, you know, all this, I've known Keith for years since, you know, like I got on campus back in 2006-07, started covering the team. And I've just always been super impressed by him, just how steady he is. You know, he, he as a former athlete, obviously, in the 90s, like he, he just knows what these coaches need. And I think he's been a very good steady hand, you know, for, you know, getting the collective together, all those different things, all the stuff that an AD does. I, I just think that he's, he's present, he's around, but he's behind the scenes and he's not, you know, I don't. I, I'm just impressed with the way, especially in his first AD job, how how he's done. And and like you talked about, that Ole Miss deserves this. With I, I go back with Hugh Freeze and those teams that were always. It, it just always felt like a house of cards, even though they were very talented. It felt like it was going to come crashing down at any moment, whether it was NCAA penalties or just you know anything like a lightning strikes that was just kind of a mo of that program like it was just always combustible and explosive and it made it made for really exciting moments and there were there were huge highs with that group but there were some lows and i i just think this this lane kiffin keith carter led regime just feels a little different it just feels more rock solid you know yeah you you know, you know there's not all those rumors about 
cheating and different things like that. Like college football has changed obviously over the years because of that, but this just feels a little different. I, I just think Ole Miss has earned its spot at the table. It, it's got a really solid foundation. It's got good leadership, not just in the football program, but in the athletic department. And, you know, with less, I, I just think this is a program that not just in 2024, but is set up to be very good for a long time. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com slash TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's, it, yeah, it certainly starts at the quarterback position and, and Ole Miss has the quarterback of, you know, it's, it's, it's leader, it's de facto face of the program and Jackson Dart announcing officially he was back. Um, and then after that, I mean, you got Walker Howard, you got Austin Simmons, you got AJ Maddox. They've, 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 they're back on schedule at quarterback. I know there were some, some rumblings there of, you know, well, why, why do you bring in Spencer Sanders if he's not going to play? What's the plan there? You know, what's the deal with, you know, after dart, I think there's a, there's a plan in place for that. And then, yeah, I, I think the Grove collective and what Walker Jones and, and the rest of that crew has done anytime somebody on our message board ask about, you know, so-and-so's in the portal. What do you think? Well, you know, at this point, honestly, before asking around and, and doing my due, due diligence to 
to talk to sources and see if there's, you know, interest, if they've reached out, if they're going to make a run at this point, it's, can you, can you say that Ole Miss won't get so-and-so? Can you say that, ah, they don't have a shot with what they've already landed? Um, I think it's, it's to the point now where, yeah, it's no longer a fluke. Ole Miss is not just a flash in the pan. Like this is a, a cemented brand in college football. I mean, this is a proven commodity. I, I think even back in those 2014, 2015 seasons, now it was obviously different how you transferred and everything, but there mm-hmm. was still a level of risk of coming to Ole Miss. It was, it was kind of an up and coming team. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, is this going to last forever? And I mean, I guess there's, there's always that concern, but this one just feels different. I mean, I, I just don't see a, a scenario in the next several years where Ole Miss, you know, thinks to the bottom of the SEC West. I mean, maybe maybe that's famous last words or something like that. But I, I just I, I think this program is is set up to be good for a long time. And like you said, if if I were a transfer portal guy, I think anybody, any transfer selection is at least looking at Ole Miss, is that a fit for me? Um if not, you move on, you go somewhere else. The other teams have, have scholarships available too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I, I, I don't think Ole Miss has to, to shy away from any of that. And credit years and years ago, I think the first one to really kind of take that tact was Ed Orgeron. And it's kind of gone up and down since then, obviously, over the years. But I, mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss is, is back into big game hunting. For sure. I was talking with a, with a national guy who, covers Ohio State the other day and you know we had talked you know I won't say years ago it was probably last year two years ago and I asked him what he thought about about Kiffin and you know he was like I who knows maybe he is at Ole Miss for a couple years and then something else opens up and he leaves honestly at this point I, I think Kiffin is set at Ole Miss. I think he understands. Again, I give tons of credit to everyone involved, but Kiffin is at the forefront. I mean, he is the ringleader. He is the head coach. He is the one that is, that is, you know, spearheaded this effort. But I think he knows that, hey, he's built it. And now he, he posted the gift from Field of Dreams. You know, if you build it, they will come. And I think that, you know, he's reaping the rewards now. Uh, uh, why Why would he leave? Sure, maybe Alabama. Maybe Nick Saban finally hangs it up. Does he, does he want to risk leaving Ole Miss and everything that he's built and all the momentum and all that, you know, does he want to risk that going to replace, you know, the GOAT at Alabama? Do you, do you really want to risk it being the first one after Nick Saban? Sure, I think I think Kiffin would be successful at Alabama, but at this point, wow, there's no need to leave anymore. Like you said, no, the, I, the portal, like I, they're working the portal well. They've got tons of, I mean, the the buy-in from the fan base and from the collective and the administration is through the roof. I mean, what what's the point in leaving now? Yeah, there and and there's always you know things change, relationships change. But as of, you know, January 3rd, 2024, um, you know, I, I guess there's a handful of programs that can just, you know, we're talking the Texas's, Alabama's that can just write a blank check and maybe make it 
enticing, but I don't, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't think there's, Lane Tiffins is not going to leave for the sake of leaving anymore. I, I just don't, it would, yeah. it would take something. And I don't, there may be nothing at this point, but um, there, I just don't think there's a lot of scenarios as we sit here today that would really be enticing to him. Um, maybe yeah, I'm wrong, I agree. but I, I think, like you said, I, I just think he's, he's changed a little bit. He's a little more, you know, just not chasing the next big thing. And can something open up that's just tough to turn down? Maybe, 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 maybe the NFL comes calling again. Who knows? I, you know, there's always something that could happen, but yeah, there's just, I, I, I think he is recognizing a good scenario when he sees one and, you know, he, he's got it going pretty good at Oxford right now. Yeah. I, that's that's what I said when I was talking with, you know, that national guy. Kippen's a different person now. Yeah, he does all the hot yoga, and you know he, he you know he's cleaned up his act. You know, you know, and I say that as you know he he quit drinking. Like he he doesn't, you know, he's not the same Joey Freshwater persona he was at Alabama. And you know, I don't know the details of what he did. I don't know if any of that's true, but. It's very, it's very obvious that Lane Kiffin is a completely different person now, as opposed to when he was on staff with Nick Saban and and when he was, you know, at SC and all that. So, I mean, I do think he's a little more matured as not just a person, but just as a coach, as a program leader. Um, you know, a lot has been made about his kids and and them being closer to him. I think he's a lot more happy. He's a lot more content. He's, he seems comfortable in his own skin. Like you said, I, I don't, and this is probably partly a personal thing, but I, I think from a coaching perspective, all these guys are super competitive, obviously. The, the Knicks, and once you get into this world of big-time college coaching, these, these guys have big egos all the time, and, and that's part of what makes them good. And so I, I think when you're late, Kevin, you're in your 20s and 30s, you want to show you know USC, the Raiders, Tennessee, like all these different things. And, you know, I mean, now Lane Kiffin has, other than, you know, he's helped win national championships. He's never led a program to one, but there's no reason he can't do that at all. I just think he's more comfortable professionally as a coach. I think he feels, I don't know if respected is the right word, but I think at some point, you know, chasing everybody to show like what kind of big programs I can run. I I just think that that phase has kind of passed him by. Yeah, again, I I don't think he's chasing the next move anymore. I don't think he's chasing, you know, the quote bag anymore. I think he's he said it after the game, David. I mean, they they were doing the trophy ceremony and, you know, Kiffin when he was talking with Quinn Kessenick, he said, "Hey, we're just getting started." So, I think that's the message for Ole Miss fans right now is 2024 is going to be a lot of fun and there's a chance it could be a really special year. So, um, that's, I think that's kind of where we, where we can lead this one as we head into the off season, Ole Miss is going to continue to push in the portal. They're going to try to add some more pieces, but yeah, what, what it's already added is, is definitely put people on notice in the sec and around the country. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is, I mean, I wasn't around for it, but this this program seems like it's on as solid ground as it's been since John Vaughn, like 50 years. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't even know. 
what else really to compare it to in modern times? <laughs> these are these are good days to be because, like I said, you know, Ole Miss has had good teams in the past, like that, but it, it always there always felt like there was something, you know, that the people were waiting on the rug to be pulled out. Right, exactly. You felt like you know Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. And at some point, you knew it was all going to come crashing down. And and right now, mm-hmm. this is the first time I know in my 15, 20 years of of you know watching the program, being around the program, this is as good as it's ever probably felt. And and not just in football. I mean, basketball is obviously doing really really well. Baseball has been good for a long time. The the national championship just just sealed that. But you know, I there's not a whole lot of programs out there that you take football, basketball, men's and women's, and mm-hmm. then baseball, kind of your big four. And Ole Miss is in pretty good shape in all of them these days. Yeah. I mean, it's Ole Miss is undefeated in, bas- in men's basketball right now. They're going to go on the road on Saturday to take on Tennessee, chance to really make a statement. Uh, people have already taken notice of what Chris Beard and, and that team has done, but um, it's about to get real as conference play starts. Um, so that'll do it for this daytime fireworks uh, post peach bowl. Um, but yeah, good segue there as we will, uh, we'll, we'll be around. We'll talk some basketball. I think, uh, I don't think we have a choice, David. I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to cover this team. Um, that's good when you got too many things to talk about instead of like, what are we going <laughs> to talk about today? Like yeah. nobody, no, nobody wants to talk about a three and eight football team or a, a, yeah. a SEC basketball team. That's like seven and five going into conference play. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, I'll be there in Knoxville Saturday. I'm interested to see how the Ole Miss team. Too. Tennessee's got good yeah. fans. Basketball. Which, which did you know that uh, Thompson Bowling it has a new name? Did you know that? I did not. I was about to call it Thompson Bowling. What is it? So now it is Food City Center. So it's Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. How about that? Uh, I, I, I think <laughs> I'm just going to stick with Thompson Bowling for now. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> That was yeah, that's like Arizona State. I can't remember. They it's been called Sun Devil Stadium, the football stadium forever. And I, I think like Mountain America now sponsors it, and everybody was like, "Yeah, I'm not calling it that." Sun Devil Stadium. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It'll be. I'm sure it'll be rocking. I know. I was a buddy of mine that lives in Knoxville was telling me the weather's going to be crappy this weekend. So. No better time than stay indoors and go watch a good SEC basketball game. So it'll be fun. I'm excited to see uh, see Chris Beard and, and the team in action in person. And, uh, yeah, hell of an opportunity. So um, stay locked in, omspirit.com. Uh, we will have all the coverage leading up to that game. And um, we will have uh, all of your – Latest developments with the transfer portal as the uh, staff is looking to add more pieces. Uh, I will say if you're uh, looking to add any pieces or, you know, any improvements or any additions to your health insurance, uh, if you're looking to cut those premiums by 20 to 30 percent, give Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group a call 601-953-8449. Get your free quote today. You can also check him out at usabg.com slash D-M-O-A-K. 
Uh, he's licensed in seven states. Ole Miss grad. He lives in Mississippi. Works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage. He's got access to 35 carriers. He can help you with, you know, life insurance, dental, vision, Medicare, any and all of your regular health plan needs. Um, it's critical to have somebody that's local and accessible, and that's true. So give him a call, check him out at the website, and get your free quote today. So with that, that'll do it for Daytime Fireworks. Appreciate David, as always. Appreciate you, the listener. And uh, David and everyone else, appreciate the patience and, and bearing with me as I, you know, David, this is this was my flu game here. Um, this was Hey, uh, you got to fight through it sometimes. I'm impressed. Nothing uh, holds you back. <laughs> as I was, like, trying to, you know, get through the morning as uh you know kids are back in school today for the first time and you know however many Nine days yep. um all i could think about was man like this is pretty incredible that um probably feeling worse than this michael jordan scored 38 points in an uh nba finals game right it's like i can barely put my shoes on you know, I, I, I'm struggling to make the coffee this morning. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, so. dropping thirty-five, forty-four. So that's <laughs> a, that's we talk on podcasts. That's why Michael Jordan did what he does. <laughs> that's right. So uh, hope everybody had a happy New Year, good holidays, and uh, until next time, we out of here. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.